I hope. <laughs> that last one sounded good. It sounded well, really good. Hello. It sounds okay. Oh, now we're oh. Time of Ancient Gods, the Xena podcast. Featuring and starring <laughs> Haley and Justine, your um your loyal hosts. <laughs> Today we're in our respective homes. This and is our first we can see each other. We can see each other. We're virtually connected. It's virtual connecting through our mutual admiration of Xena and and friends. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. And today we have episode 11, right? Yes, season one, episode 11, The Black Wolf, which originally aired on January 9th, 1996, according to IMDb. Oh. It was directed by Mario DeLeo and written by Alan J. Glukman. Oh, <laughs> want to hear IMDb's <laughs> description? Yeah. Okay. King Xerxes arrests a group of villagers, demanding they surrender the mysterious Black Wolf and followers. Uh-oh. Xena arranges to be arrested to help them escape. Hmm. Sound accurate? That does sound very accurate. I have no... Yeah. It yeah. is almost boring the way they describe <laughs> it because it is so accurate. <laughs> it is almost boring. That's funny. <laughs> so we start off, we're in a village. And this village mm-hmm. is Argos, we learn kind of later. Oh, I googled where Argos was. Interesting. Yeah, oh my I god! Know. Tell me about well, it's, Argos. I, it's not. I didn't do that much research on Argos, but it's the birthplace of many famous kings and heroes. Mm. One of them is Perseus, who oh really did cool stuff, which I don't want to go into in case we talk about it later. Uh, and then, tell me everything he did. Stop right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> talk about it another time. So if the Peloponnese of Greece is kind of a hand. Yes, it's in the like. Tum the uh, the tum the tumness <laughs> in the, the like, tums area. <laughs> it's in where the thumb and finger meet the little like fleshy bit oh. in between your thumb and oh, pointer finger like pressure point. That's in the pressure point. Yeah, your pressure yeah. point. That, I like to massage that. Yeah, it you it know alleviates yeah, alleviates headaches. Great. Maybe that'll help my stiff neck. Probably. Yeah, just <laughs> massage the Argos of the Peloponnese of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Mm. Get matching tattoos with all of the Greek cities on our hands. I'm interested in that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I have one little dot on my pinky finger, Ooh. but I don't know who do that you? would be. I do. Oh, I have two. Hmm. Yeah, we have to do some research who on would it where be? That we'll would have go. to find out. We'll have to find yeah. out in future episodes of In a Time of Ancient Gods, the, the Xena podcast, podcast. <laughs> starring Justine and Haley. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're in Argos. We're in a village. There's some poor, sad villagers here. They have to give up their money to some evil soldiers. Okay, yes, that's right. Sorry, I got really distracted by Argos because I think it comes up later. But oh. yeah, some tax collectors are extorting <laughs> money from these poor villagers. <laughs> Which is like, I feel like this is like historically connected because I looked up Xerxes and I'm gonna find out later. 
I'm surprised by how boring the description was of this episode because mm-hmm. it's so historically accurate. It's like, yeah, cool. Okay. More, oh, uh, Zena. We're learning a lot. We're learning so much here. So, yeah. So the villagers are being extorted mm-hmm. by these awful soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then the soldiers are wearing black leather. They have like silver filigree on them. Clearly bad guys. Yeah, right. And then one of them's telling a villager to get a second job to pay his taxes or whatever. Bad man. Tisk, tisk, tisk. He's a bad man. Tisk, tisk. So suddenly the villagers and the villagers' daughters are dejected. Who shows up? Like ninjas. Ninjas. Oh my God, you thought they were ninjas too? They're dressed yeah, like ninjas. I was like, where are we? I know. They jump out. They're all in black. Yeah, but their clothing is like very movable and yeah. kind of like breathable and very like really comfortable. And I couldn't count them, but it, it seemed like they were infinite. They're all there to take that moolah back. And they're taking that mm-hmm. moolah. So they're like jumping over tables, tumbling off roofs, swinging chains. Mm. There's a lot of chain fighting in this episode. That was the yeah. weapon of choice. That's true. There was a lot of, there are like a lot of chains. <laughs> I guess, um, you know, well, whatever. It's okay. It's prison themed. <laughs> it is prison themed. So, but the thing to note about all these ninjas is their faces are covered mm-hmm. um, and they like completely like annihilate all the soldiers. The soldiers are still alive, but they did not right. win this. And then one of them, after he like beats up one of the soldiers, leaves this wolf oh, pendant yeah. mm-hmm. on the beat up man's chest and he tells him to send Xerxes regards from the black wolf. And then they uh, return all the money to the villagers. Woo-hoo! It was very exciting. Something I noticed about this episode is the editing is a little. Hmm. quick and weird they don't really give you a sense of kind of what space Mm -hmm. they're in i don't know it just seemed very quick but it was different they're trying something new they're trying something new it's i didn't notice that in particular but you're right they made some new decisions in this episode they made a lot of new decisions Mm -hmm. so yeah but we cut to xerxes he's angry he says the villagers have to give up the black wolf or be forced to go work in the mines they were and what mines i wonder (laughs) (laughs) which ones I don't know. He was wearing a lot of, like, gold. It seems some kind of... A gold mine. I don't know. Do they have gold mines there? Well, I wondered. We'll get (laughs) into this later. But some of the Mm -hmm. early prisons were in quarries. Oh. For some reason. I didn't quite figure out why, but... Is this a quarry prison? A mine type of quarry prison with forced labor where they're going to excavate some gold for Xerxes? I would think so. That sounds on brand for him. Mm -hmm. That's what I would imagine he wants them to do. I also imagine that. So this is really (laughs) on on brand for Xerxes and and historically accurate so far. Do you want to tell me about Xerxes? Oh, sure. I guess I will right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good time for it, isn't it? Yeah, let's just slip it in. We'll go there now. Xerxes Looks a little bit like a Roman general in this episode, but he is actually a Persian emperor. Mm. Mm -hmm. So let me open up my notes on Xerxes. Um, Bring us the files. (laughs) (laughs) Infinite files. I'll just touch on a couple important points. The most famous Xerxes that you might have heard of is Xerxes the Great, or the first Xerxes, of the... Achaemenid dynasty of Persia. And he ruled from 486 BC to 465 BC when he was assassinated by the royal bodyguard, Artabanus, who was kind of like the kingslayer. Yeah, so he was killed by his bodyguard. Okay. Uh, He's also very famous for having um, conducted a failed invasion of Greece in 480 BC. Hmm. But before we get into that, we should know a little bit about the emperor himself. Mm -hmm. And 
he claimed the throne after his father's death, despite the fact that he was not the eldest son, probably because he was born after his father became king. So he's like the first royal son, maybe. And probably more importantly, because his mom was super important. She was Atosa, the daughter of Cyrus the Great, who founded no, the empire. I didn't know that. And so she was, a, was an important person as the kind of direct daughter of the founder of the empire. Hmm. So this is the first Persian empire, and it was huge. It covered most of Western Asia and far into Central Asia, from the Balkans to the Indus Valley. From the Balkans and it lasted to the from Indus Valley. To the Indus Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Lasting long. <laughs> For about 200 years. From 550 to 330 BC. And it's notable for its centralized bureaucratic administration and its infrastructure, including roads, a postal system, an official language, a professional army, and civil services, which I'm not sure which those were, but they existed. I am so impressed by the postal system. Um, Yeah, me too. And I'm also kind of an imperial model, so it was more about kind of, yeah, kind of a administration and political control of a large area, but not about kind of the Hmm. nitty gritty. So there are a lot of different regions and communities that lived underneath the Persian Empire that weren't necessarily dominated culturally by the Persian Empire, even though it was very influential. And so we get to the battle with Greece because prior to Xerxes' accession to the throne, several Greek regions in Ionia, Mm -hmm. which is basically in Asia Minor, so like the other side of the sea, had revolted against Persian rule, and Xerxes Mm -hmm. was invading the Greek mainland to punish Athens and Naxos and Eritrea for coming to the aid of the rebels. So Athens and Naxos and Eritrea had helped the Greek populations that had revolted against the Persians in Ionia. And this is kind of the foundation. You remember the comic book, The 300 or 300? And then the movie that was about like the Spartans and then the Persian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would, that was Xerxes? Yeah, yeah. So that's Xerxes. And that in particular is the Battle of Thermopylae. Okay. Basically, the story is Herodotus said that Xerxes came with a million men mm-hmm. and 10,000 elite warriors of the Persian standing army. So he didn't bring elephants, right? That's not his. He did not bring elephants. No, that was that somebody, was somebody else. else. Okay. I know. Like, somebody, I think like, it was like elephants? Alexander. <laughs> oh, maybe was it Alexander the Great? Alexandrian times, yeah. at least. But yeah, no elephants on this okay. fleet. Okay. Slash, but I think they actually came over a bridge for part of it, too. But I didn't. This is like a very, very brief version of the Battle of Thermopylae. <laughs> There's a lot to get through with Xerxes, but this is like probably where you'd see the contact with the Greeks. And so basically, it's more likely that he came over with like 60,000 soldiers. Mm -hmm. And they were like imperial soldiers. So they included Assyrians and Phoenicians and Babylonians and Egyptians. How many did Herodotus say that he had? A million. A million. You know Herodotus, though. (laughs) He's like, like, this guy, he had a million. He called the elite warriors the immortals, Ooh! but no one else calls them the immortals. Probably, I think he meant that because if one died, he'd be replaced. Oh, so yeah. it's like there's a standing a, army, oh, basically. Yeah. There's a million of them. They're not actually immortal. Yeah. Right yeah they're just all, um, all the same. Those are the 10,000 elite warriors. Oh, the elite. 
elite. Those are the elite standing army corps. And then also to the aid of the Persians, Thebes and Thessaly and Argos helped the Persians out against Athens, which kind of makes sense because the Greeks were not necessarily all allied at Mm -hmm. that point. (laughs) In fact, they were not. They're trying to kill each other. Um, As I just said. (laughs) So basically, the Battle of Thermopylae was notable because Sparta put up a really great defense against Persia, but Persia actually conquered the Spartans in that battle. And then Xerxes went on to conquer and burn Athens. And that conquest is still visible in the archaeological record. I think like the soot from the burning of Athens is still visible. (laughs) That's really cool. I know. Pretty cool. (laughs) But then he was defeated at the naval battle of Salamis. Salami. Salami. And um, (laughs) Salami. And after that, he retreated back to Asia across the bridges he had built across the Hellespont. Oh, the Hellespont. Which I should have figured out. Is, that where, that is was. this where he's whipping Do you know the Hellespont? Does he whip the Hellespont? Yes, that's, what, that's where he whips so the Hellespont. That, want to hear a silly story from my high school yearbook? <laughs> yes, please. So I was editor in chief of our senior year high school yearbook. I remember well. And we were just like, Dadaist anarchist little kids. And so we just turned the whole thing into a tabloid. So basically, like nothing was true in the entire thing. <laughs> I think it was in my friend Lucy's class, someone edited a photo to be one of the kids whipping the Hellespont. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think of that. <laughs> whipping the Hellespont. I know, yeah. It was just, just like, like Xerxes. Yeah, just exactly. Just a picture of this kid. <laughs> doing that so well this is actually this is his retreat but he originally whipped the hellespont because i think he tried to build a bridge and it fell down or something and then he whipped whipped the hellespont and then he built another bridge and it worked (laughs) but he wanted to get back over that bridge before he got trapped in greece so yeah and he wanted to attend to some unrest in babylon which, as you can imagine, is pretty important. <laughs> so he got back there. He's a busy guy. He's like, oh, I gotta He's get back busy. there. Quick, build a bridge. He's super busy. And he was busy. I'm just going to tell you two more things. Tell me and more. And then I'll let, let us get back to the episode. He also built the Gate of All Nations and the Hall of a Hundred Columns in Persepolis, which was the ceremonial capital of the empire. The Hall of a Hundred Columns? It's now... Yes, Sounds beautiful. and those are both ruins that are still visible in Iran, um, but the city is no longer occupied. I think it's a, an ancient city, hmm. but beautiful and cool, and his tomb looks super cool, too. Ooh. So it's built into a mountain. It's one of those tombs that's, like, built into a mountain. Like, so you can go see his tomb? I think you can. I think they're not sure that it's his tomb, but I think it's likely to it's be It's likely enough to be his tomb. Cool looking. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you can go to Iran... You can see those things. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that's Xerxes. That's the real Xerxes. So I think maybe maybe there are people in Argos who aren't happy with the alliance with Persia mm-hmm. because later Persia also conquers all of Greece, I'm pretty sure. So maybe this is like a resistance to that Xerxes. Sounds like it's more of like a warlord situation. It here. seems more like a warlord, but, you can, but there's inklings. The, there's inklings. Painted in the light of this. Minor yes. reference. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> A lovely way to put that. Well. So yeah, so we get back to the episode. Um, Xerxes is mad 
And he gives them seven days to give up the black wolf. We figured there's one black wolf that they need to give up. That's right. It seems like he should just kill all of them, but for some reason wants to get one. He doesn't have the manpower, maybe. Um, He needs some of those immortals. So Xerxes wants to arrest him. Xerxes wants the black wolf. He's given him seven days Mm -hmm. to give the black wolf up. And so we're like, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And he arrests them all and throws them in jail. Yeah, because everyone says that they're the black wolf, right? Someone's like, I'm the black wolf. Oh, yeah. We're butchering this timeline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they all go to prison and then Xena gets them out. And then, (laughs) spoiler alert, she doesn't. (laughs) Everyone dies. This is the episode where everyone dies. Everything after this is a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yes, confirming. Confirming. Xerxes threw everybody out. <laughs> I mean, threw everybody in, in prison. In. God. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now we go to Xena, who's riding yes. Argo alone. I know. It's a breath of fresh air. Xena's uh-huh. in the countryside, riding Argo, trekking through the hills. As I was watching, I'm like, where's Gabby? I know, me too. I was like, what is Gabby doing? I don't even remember. <laughs> Where she was. No, because last we left them, where were we? We were oh, we were the Amazons. They were doing things yeah, together. Last, yeah. Well, no. Well, actually, like last we left them, they were walking away in the sunset, and Zena just like took a hard left when Gabrielle's like, <laughs> "We could write a story where I'm the Amazon yeah, Gabby's queen." Like me too. Yeah. Let's do. Let's write stories about ourselves. Yeah. So maybe Zena's <laughs> like bye, and then Gabby's like me too, me too. Yeah. Zena just needs some time alone. She ran away. Maybe she just ran ahead. It's a long time. Everybody needs that. So yeah, there was a really lovely moment where Xena gets off Argo and checking Argo's hooves. She's like, oh, looks like we could both need some new shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Woo! Shoe shopping. Shoe shopping. Shoe time. So we know that Xena's going to head into a town to get some shoes for herself and her horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Then we go back to the village. And they wander into a town. And Zeno overhears these soldiers being total dicks to this nice old lady who wants to see her daughter because her daughter's yeah. been locked up. Zena runs in to help. Yeah, runs in to help. Um, Zena leaves Argo with a blacksmith horseshoe guy. Mm-hmm. Argo's out of the picture. Zena like runs up. She's fighting. Calls this guy out for being awful. And then they mm-hmm. fight. He's being super lame. They're all just being really, really like lame, obnoxious soldiers. They have yeah. stupid, goofy things to say. But there was like a really good move where two of them run at her with spears. Oh, yeah. And so she grabs their spears yeah. under her arm and then does this weird marionette I, move. I did write where that they're down. like, whoa. <laughs> that was an important part. <laughs> like, this is a good move. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. And then she like helps the mom stand mm-hmm. up. And then it turns out they know oh each God, other. It's Hermia. They haven't seen each other for 10 years. Yeah. When Zena, I assume she must have been like 18, probably. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. For sure. It's probably. Driving. And we find out that Xerxes killed Hermia's two older sons and has thrown her daughter Flora into prison. Oh. Flora's in love with one of the black wolves and she'd do anything mm-hmm. for him. Diomedes. Diomedes. And the rebels, we find out, they want to bring Xerxes down. And then Xena says, causes are only lost when people give up, which I thought was a nice quote. Mm-hmm. This episode's had a few really nice there quotes. There are some it. fantastic quotes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Great mottos. Lots of mottos. Lots of t-shirt wearable mm-hmm. phrases. That's right. Mm-hmm. Xena promises that she's going to get Flora back. Uh, we learn that no one's ever escaped except through the grave. <laughs> From his prisons. And then we go to the theme. 
after the theme, we go, uh, we see that the castle is in like a little hillside. We zoom in on the castle. Oh, yeah. And that's the setting because I was confused by the original. I didn't know where the town was. Now I get a picture. Yeah, there's there's hills. It's another kind of medieval castle. Yeah, it's style. more medieval castles in mm-hmm. small villages. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. on brand for the show. Here's what I wrote down. I don't remember this part, but I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote down, Xerxes doesn't like being mocked by children. <laughs> somebody, I assume Xerxes says, remind me why I haven't had you flogged by now. <laughs> Which I said is the perennial question. Yeah. Well, this is Xerxes yelling at his minister of security, Kulos. Ah, yeah. Because he's wondering why the... Who's mocking him? Oh, is it the black wolf is mocking Who's mocking Xerxes? Everyone's, Which everyone are mar- is mocking Xerxes. Everyone is. He's not a popular <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, he is just being mocked. And the Feast of Zeus is in mm-hmm. five days. And he wants to execute the Black Wolf for Zeus's birthday yes. feast. Just so typical. This is super typical. And then Xerxes threatens to kill Kulos. Mm-hmm. Xena has the best entrance now. <laughs> she, she comes in. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I was stuck because I have written down... I love the expression on that guy's face when the knife goes boing on the wall. <laughs> I said it was the new look for fall 2019. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he does a pretty great like. Yeah, I think this is another one of those scenes where we just like come into the warlord's house mm-hmm. and he's like practicing throwing yeah, knives. Right. It's just what they That's do. It's just what he likes they to do. They love doing that. To scare people. Yeah. Yeah, so now Xena comes in. Xena comes in and she like bangs her way in. Mm -hmm. It turns out she's like beat up the guards outside because she has like their helmets. And then they're like, how'd you get in here? Where are the guards? And she says, oh, don't bother the deers. They're sleeping. (laughs) And I thought that was really out of character, but so funny. (laughs) They couldn't delete it. Sometimes, you know, they say with writing, kill your darlings, but it's not worth it sometimes. You just got to keep them in. You just got to keep them in. That's a great one. Um, so we're in the room. She's we're in the room. She's there. She's there. Zena's there. <laughs> Zena's, oh my god, Zena's here. Um, so Zena's like, you guys can't just kill someone and say it's the black wolf. Oh, because oh, they're yeah. like, oh, we gotta just kill, kill whoever and say it was yeah. Doesn't and matter. then she's like, you guys are idiots. You're just gonna make a murder out of someone. Mm-hmm. And then Zena introduces herself as a problem solver. Yeah, a lot. I love it. She says, "My name is Zena. I'm a problem solver." Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Zena. Can we put that on a t-shirt for you? <laughs> yeah, just problem solver. I love that. People would ask her to solve too many problems, though. And for 10,000 dinars <laughs> and a new pair of boots, she'll fix his problems mm-hmm. for him. Oh, yeah. And then Kulos just hates it. He hates her. He refuses to listen to this. Yeah, he just wants to get out of there. Mm-hmm. So Zena's plan is to stage her own arrest, and then she'll get thrown into prison, and then she'll find out who the black wolf is from the inside. It's a good plan. Slash, she's going to yeah. get Flora out. Yeah, she's just going to get Flora plan. out. She's just double-crossing everyone. She's double-crossing. Double-crosser. Yeah. So then... Kulos walks away to kind of chide the guards, and we learn that he has a man on the inside of the prison. Who could already. it be? We don't know yet because we haven't be? been in there. But it's somebody. We haven't. We're going to want to find out. It's going to be someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, cut two. We're in the town square. Zena and Kulos are fighting no, no, wait. in front of everyone in town. Yeah. Wait, we don't just cut to that. We cut to Zena punching <laughs> the camera and the security guy falling back <laughs> with his helmet knocked off. 
<laughs> it's just like the a, editing in this yeah, one is wild. It's really wild. That's when because Justine had told me before, you might be surprised by some of the editing choices in this. <laughs> and I saw that and I thought, oh, this is what she means. It's a new style, but I'm into it. I like it. It's kind of like totally picking up on it. the goofiness. Oh, yeah. It's prime Xena. We're into a, a mm-hmm. first person point of view Xena punch. That sounds right. great. Uh, so yeah, she, she does a lot of like punching of him and him flying backwards. Mm-hmm. It's so um, great. And then it's a long goofy fight. It's a really goofy fight. Mm-hmm. She does a wrist bending move and where he like punches himself in the face <laughs> and then she twirls him and launches him onto a table of cheese. <laughs> I love the decision that they made to do that. They're like, it'll be better if he, what would be the best thing for him to land on after she twirls him around? Cheese. Somebody should put cheese there. Let's do cheese this time. I'm like, what is this town square? It's like right on the outside of the prison doors or castle doors. It's an interesting situation. It's silly. Um, Okay, so then, yeah, she launches Mm -hmm. him. Oh, she does a really good leg. She grabs him by the legs and then spins him around and then launches him into Mm -hmm. the guards. That was also a good move. Um, He says, don't just stand there. Get her. Get her. (laughs) She's got a sword. So then after that, I was just like laughing really hard Mm -hmm. at that. And then laughing again because we cut to the blacksmith fixing Argo's shoe. And then Gabby just wanders (laughs) up. There she is. (laughs) <laughs> she was really slow getting there. She probably like saw them walking miles away. It feels like a like mysterious Sam yes, who's just I been know. like wandering around on task. It was like has a little thought bubble with Zena's face in it. <laughs> what are the? How do they so, talk? So. <laughs> they talk kind of like um those little. Furbies. They talk a little Furbies, bit like Furbies. Yeah. <laughs> Waylo, Paco. Gabby's in Furby. So, so, Waylo, Paco. Where's Zena? <laughs> so then she's like, hey, man, Zena told me to come here. And then Blacksmith's like, oh, well, if you pay me, I'll tell you where she is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, fine. It's just this like, weird interaction. It's great. Um, and she's in her post yeah. Amazon. And then he tells. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. She's wearing her, like, wrap shirt, comfy mm-hmm. boots, cool, yeah. active skirt. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that the only way to see Xena in the dungeon is to be sent there. Uh-oh. And then Gabby grabs uh, Xena's chakraman whip and walks away. Mm, she's got a plan. Hmm. I think she has a plan. And then cut to <gasps> the, dungeon, the dungeons. Which is this, like, giant underground dirty cobwebby like space like it doesn't really feel that dungeony yeah it's kind of you know it just feels like you're in like a underground cellar well should we talk about prison history oh sure yeah let's talk about some grecian prison history (laughs) history. (laughs) (laughs) let's get into it crimes in the ancient world were much more often punished through retribution or retaliation Prison Mm. wasn't really used that often. And uh, detention, it usually wasn't like a punishment of detention. But they were usually used for people who couldn't pay a fine. So like if you were condemned to pay a fine, but you couldn't pay it, you could be like kept in prison until you paid the fine or something. Um, Mm. And the first Greek prison 
was in Athens, I think, and it was the Desmoterium, otherwise known as a place of chains. Hence the chain place of chains. In the episode, oh. so many chains everywhere. This is a place of this chains. This is a place of chains. They could have named it that. This <laughs> is like the second subtitle would be Place of Chains, or first subtitle. Um, <laughs> so Athenian prisons might have served as a punishment in themselves, um, but they're mainly for debt, like people who couldn't pay debts or... Um, as a detention until like an execution or a sentence could be carried out. Um, so were these, were they most often built in like the cellars of um, like a king or whatever? Or Well, let's see. I looked up a whole bunch of them. So I'm trying to figure out like what an Athenian prison would look like. I think yeah. they, I'm not really sure what like the Athenian prisons would look like, but I think that they were kind of, yeah, like a, public buildings, cellar, or a place of chains, so oh, to speak. Is it a place of chains? <laughs> <laughs> a public place of chains? A public place of chains. <laughs> they had chains involved. I think there, were, there were, was a prison in a quarry. Mm. So they often kind of did look the way that this prison looked. And Roman prisons in particular might have looked like this because they were in... Mm-hmm. Again, like the basements of public buildings and in quarries. And there was one that was established pretty early around the 7th century BC in the sewer system of ancient Rome, apparently, with like a big network Ew. of dunge- dungeons that would be like flooded with human waste because they were, yeah, they were in the sewers. So that was probably like a punishment in, a ten- in addition mm-hmm. to being like a detention area. And then, like, think later in by the fourth and fifth century CE slash AD, they had become kind of more regular, even though Hmm. other forms of punishment were still more common than detention. But by that time, they had like three different parts of a prison. So there'd be an inner prison, which would be like the super bad, Hmm. like, dungeon internal area with no light where you might be like, you probably were frequently abused and also had really bad yes. food rations. And um, like they were such bad conditions, it was like equivalent to a death sentence to be sentenced there. And it seems like these are mostly like debtors prisons or were you like convicted of a crime, like for murder or something? Would you be put into this or would that be more of like a corporal punishment or it's not corporal more, punishment? What am I trying to say? Yeah, like like the corporal punishment. Yeah, like you could be yeah. capital punishment was pretty... Yeah. common um, capital punishment that's that's the like c word i wanted thanks <laughs> many forms of corporal punishment too yeah. so the prisons were generally for like political prisoners um or oh, okay. foreigners or slaves um <laughs> the people who god you know, yeah people who don't have like um the same rights as a citizen um, citizens yeah. would be pris- imprisoned or if you were awaiting Punishment, and I think Socrates was given the choice of imprisonment or capital punishment, and I think he chose suicide. Like a, but forced suicide was also, or like a co- coerced suicide was also a form of punishment Whoa. for crime. Other punishments in Rome, Rome was super weird, but I'm sure these were like not that unlike other ancient uh, Mediterranean punishment systems. Mm-hmm. But Rome 
seems to have had some particularly spectacular punishments, like those who killed a close relative would be contemned to being thrown in a sack with a dog, a monkey, and a snake. No. (laughs) And then thrown into the ocean. No. Yes. That is hell. (sighs) That's just just a horrible punishment. I cannot. But that's just one of many. If if that's like one example you can imagine how many others yeah there the were. next one's two monkeys or a dog and a snake right, exactly like <laughs> yeah you don't get to that it's not like pay a fine and then a dog a monkey and a snake in a sack <laughs> and thrown into the ocean <laughs> there must have been some rationale behind oh, that God. but that's one of many many um forms oh of punishment God, my skin is crawling and it's horrifying yeah. Where yeah. were you researching it's really this? really horrifying. Where is this information um, from? Well, actually, this is mainly from a chapter by Edward Peters called Prison Before the Prison, the Ancient and Medieval World Ooh. in the Oxford History of the Prison. Ooh. Yeah. That chapter is mostly available on Google Books. Cool. So if anyone's interested in reading more, you can look it up there. And they have a lot of other chapters on later forms of, of prison, mostly modern, because people didn't really use like there weren't many societies that had large-scale imprisonment, if mm, there were any, yeah. before the modern period. Yeah. So that's kind of a modern thing. But Egypt also had prisons. Again, these were mainly like foreigners or spies or uh, deserters. Mm. Political criminals were often in prison. And, you know, this is like all coming out of, I guess, these new states that have new powers over jurisdiction on people's bodies. and. Yeah. The punishment for crime. And so most of these punishments are like the state taking over private revenge. So that's why you see so much of this like early forms of crucifixion, fines. So if you like steal some, I don't know, if you like do something that's a findable crime, you can pay for it. If you do something really bad, your house might be destroyed. You could be exiled. You could face humiliation in public. So like shame and bodily assault and various forms of execution were all ways that the ancient world, ancient states punish their I'm like riding a bummer um, right now. (laughs) I just got like super (laughs) bummed out. It's so cool. (laughs) I was like, oh, what is this feeling? Oh, I'm like really not happy. (laughs) Oh, it's it's sadness. It's, (laughs) this is how it feels to be sad. Yeah, it's uh, well, the, you know, the history. And yeah, history is never like an upper. No, no. Um, sometimes, you know, um, almost never. It's <laughs> fine. Sometimes there are nice people, but not often. not the ones who are recorded. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, the punishments were fairly excessive, brutal. Yeah, oh god, excessive. But yeah, so in the grand scheme of things, the depiction of this prison in or jail or whatever it mm-hmm. might be in this episode seems actually like fairly accurate because it's both kind of the detention place for these black wolves, mm-hmm. alleged black wolves, until they are either given a trial or actually sentenced to or their sentence is carried out. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's also appropriate because they're really political criminals rather than necessarily crimes against citizens mm-hmm. in the state yeah so i think it fits pretty well into the historical picture i think it fits pretty nicely and, yeah 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 thanks for and, that Haley. Uh, 
Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's always my pleasure to look up prisons. <laughs> Just ask me anything. Anyway, and we do this for you, loyal listeners. We do. <laughs> this is my suffering for you. It's kind of masochistic desire to know history. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we're all, we're, guess, we're all here. Yeah. We're all here. We've made it. We've made it. We've made it. Now I have to find where we are. Um, so we're back. We're, we're back. In the They're in prison. So right? yeah, Zena gets shoved to yeah. the ground and she kind of looks up to see mm-hmm. um, everyone's like milling around kind of zombie-like. Like they're pretty, I don't know. The, yeah, they don't have much to do. No, and there. there's like at least 50 people in here just like wandering around. But there seems like there's yeah. kind of separate chambers for them to wander in. It's, uh, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy. It's definitely the kind of place where people might be abused the... Uh, secretive nature of certain corners it, of the it does seem like that but we meet this character <laughs> who's like kind of scrappling around and he comes up to the camera yes. and he's holding this rock saying <laughs> like do you love my rock my rock, my rock. <laughs> Zena says no <laughs> she's like not interested in any of his nonsense um <gasps> He runs away. And then as she's kind of walking around, sussing out the situation, um, this big guy walks up to her. He's like, hey, you looking for the man of your dreams, darling? <laughs> she punches him and he falls to the ground. It's great. <laughs> the dungeon is the peanut gallery, except for the black wolf yeah. Yeah. So then these two kind of like, I wrote down like Jesus-y looking dudes because they have like long kind mm. of flowing hair, like peasant blouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haley, are you touching the side of your computer again? Oh, I am. I am. Sorry. It's, like, it's okay. It's just really loud. It's just the natural place for that. <laughs> My hand to rest. <laughs> I get nervous. No. It's just like a dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> We're moving past it. Um, so... Um, these two, yeah, like Jesus-y looking dudes, <laughs> they're wearing like peasant blouses, long flowing hair, but they stop her. And then she like kind of threatens them. And then this guy steps up and we learn it's Diomedes, oh my God. the lover of Flora. So I did some mm. research on Diomedes. <laughs> We're just mm. like, we can't even get through this episode. Just, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> you guys might want to know what happens in this episode. It's not going to happen. There's a lot that went into it. Okay, We just want to We're talk about ancient it. prisons. <laughs> So, um, for, so Diomedes, my research came from Wikipedia and the Iliad. Um, so Diomedes means godlike cunning and advised by Zeus. So he was mostly known for his actions in the Trojan War. And in the Iliad, he's regarded as one of the best warriors. Like only Achilles was better, which like I was wow. remembering kind of as I was reading this because I haven't read the Iliad in like like probably 12 years. Probably like just a couple days. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been like a couple days. So. I read it like every day, but... <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorites, but I like don't remember everything. So he was uh, only Achilles was a better warrior among the Greeks. He also after the Trojan War, he founded uh, some Roman cities and he was also worshipped as a divine being, which is interesting. Mm. Um, So his dad was in the Seven Against Thebes War, which I'm not going to go super into because I feel like we'll probably talk about it at another point or maybe we have. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I already went into the Battle of Thermopylae, probably more than people wanted to know. So I'm glad you're not. <laughs> I was like, do I have to? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so 
Okay, so Diomedes was one of the so he was one of the sons of the warriors killed in the war. Um, so he and other children um, whose fathers died in the Seven Against Thieves War were called the mm-hmm. Epigoni or Epigoni. I don't know how to pronounce Ooh. it, which means born after everything happened, which is pretty cool. <gasps> and then, oh my god, so I know, so isn't that great? Somebody used that in their new like post-apocalyptic novel yeah, like uh, the epigoni um so they when they were like of age to be warriors they gathered armies to attack thebes which was called the war of the epigoni or epigoni because it's like all these young men like avenging their dads and this yeah. that was the largest war before the trojan war um oh wow so in that war the king of argos died um dies of grief because okay. his son died in the war sorry i like buried that so okay king of argos his son was in the war and then he dies of grief so diomedes comes back and he marries the princess and then he becomes the king of argos so it totally so like diomedes was actually in argos okay i mean they did they know this? How do they like do all this research before? I guess if you're a writer, maybe this is what you do. Yeah, I mean they mu- they must have had people either like these writers knew what they were doing or they had advisors because this is like totally or oh yeah, it's really great. So he ruled for five years. We're impressed. I'm terribly impressed. Um, <laughs> Ellen J. Glukman, thank you. Great job. Great job. So he ruled for five years and he was very loved and respected. He like fought in other local battles, which kind of led to becoming a suitor of Helen. So Helen of Troy. And then all the suitors, the official suitors of Helen were bound by an oath to protect the man who was chosen to be her husband. So that's kind of why everybody ended up going in the war. Interesting. So Diomedes brought, I'm also not going to go into the whole Trojan War right now. Because I think it'll come up in a later episode. (laughs) So Diomedes Mm -hmm. brought 80 ships to war, which was the third largest fleet. And he actually had the strong... I know, right? It's like a lot of ships and a lot of people. Yeah. And he had the strongest military background of all of the soldiers who went to to Troy. And Athena loved him, um, like pretty much as much as she loved Odysseus. And... Oh, wow. In the Iliad, with the help of Athena, he stabs Ares in the stomach with a spear. So <gasps> oh he's my the God. I know. So he's the only mortal besides a, uh, Hercules to wound a god, which is pretty. It, he's wow, great, right? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, like he's a big deal. So Hephaestus made him a suit of armor for him, and he carried a round shield with the mark of a boar. And he was mm. like a great strategist. He was very wise. After Troy, he moved to Italy and he founded a bunch of cities. And there's actually a, a bunch of hero cults for him, um, oh. mostly in Cyprus and um, a word I wrote wow. down, but I can't read, and other coastal cities. Someplace else. And Wow. Yeah, yeah, someplace else. So at Argos, his shield was carried through the town during the Festival of Athena, and a few islands in the Adriatic Sea are named after him. And on ones where he was worshipped, there's this, like, kind of ritual thing i couldn't quite understand what this was but like on one of the islands a white horse was sacrificed in quote unquote special groves where wild animals grew tame oh, that nice beautiful. so some believe that diomedes was actually the um the name of an ancient divinity mm. that was like pre-classical so mm-hmm. as to like the indigenous greeks there and then the two characters were kind of put together during more classical times so okay. then like the yeah. hero kind of yeah, gained that name and so that's why he has all these hero cults 
he's linked to albatrosses, like the bird, oh, the really? albatross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So their genus is called the Di- uh, Diomedia. Interesting. So they're named after him. Wow. And then one legend states that at his death, um, albatrosses were like, uh, they're gathered to sing. Oh my and then God. another legend, I know, is that um, when after he died, all of his buddies were like sobbing and grieving for him. And Aphrodite saw that and she was so moved by it. She turned all of his friends into albatrosses. Oh, Isn't that nice? I like that one. I love that. So that here's our friend. I, he's locked up. He's. <laughs> I mean, I that legend gives me like such a better appreciation for him. Yeah, me too. Because I was like, I hate this guy. And I was like, oh, no, he is the greatest warrior. He is the greatest warrior. <laughs> Second he only to the, Achilles. <laughs> the father of albatrosses. <laughs> Everywhere. Um, so, like, he steps up and he's just like, uh, what do you want to Xena? And then Xena's like, like everyone stop picking fight with me. And then um, this girl is like, hey, I know her. Yeah. She, come, she comes out of the crowd. Flora. It's Flora. Flora. Um, she breaks <laughs> through the ranks and they chat. And then we learn that Xena um, well, knew her when she was a girl. Yeah. And yeah, she taught her how to swing a sword and embroider linen for her wedding chest. That's right. And Diomedes says, yeah, says, you embroider. And Xena says, I have many skills. So good. <laughs> I thought, what does he think? Does he think that she doesn't know how to embroider? I know. Because we all know she knows how to do everything else. Well, Zuna knows how to do everything. <laughs> Any, ask her anything. She can she do it. She knows how to do it. Like, I yeah. can't think of a single thing she couldn't do. Maybe, like, right. make a phone call. <laughs> but that's just because she hasn't tried it yet. She can do it in that episode where she's in modern day. She can do it. Wait, who? what are you talking about, Haley? Who knows? Oh, my God. We don't know. We don't know what that is. I'm going to touch the side of my computer. <laughs> I'm getting okay. nervous. Oh getting excited. Got to keep my hands off the microphone. <laughs> so, um... <gasps> So Zena, there's nothing like, Zena can't do. There's nothing she can't do, especially be a friend. So Zena's like pulls Flora aside and they're like kind of chatting mm-hmm. and she's like, your mom's worried. Um, she's like, yeah. worried sick about you. Um, Flora like doesn't think there's a way out of the prison, but Zena like disagrees and is pretty sure there is. And she said yeah. she mm-hmm. Zena looks up. And sees an air shaft like twelve feet in the yeah. air, and tells Flora first to get time on in the her... prison. Yeah, she sees it. She tells Flora to get on her back as if she can. Flexina can fly, and just <laughs> they're like, going, and Flora doesn't want to leave her friends behind. But like, what was Zena gonna do? She was gonna jump, jump. with this <laughs> with this like hundred twenty pound girl. Have you seen how high? Do you see? We're gonna see some Zena jumps later. Oh my god, it's so good. They're pretty spectacular. Um, did you do any research on Flora, Flora's background? I certainly did. Oh, you did? did. Should, we, should we just keep going with the research? <laughs> yeah. Just delve right in. It's funny. <laughs> and the rest of the episode will happen. But yeah, let's let's set up yeah. our characters. Let's give us some We want to know who Flora is. Yeah. Now, this Flora might be different from the Roman goddess Flora. Okay. Who is the goddess of flowers. Oh. And um, she is... I guess of like Sabine origin rather than Greek origin, oh. but she's often associated with the Greek counterpart who is Chloris. 
And Flora is usually associated with spring and the goddess of youth, or one of them. And the Floralia is the festival dedicated to Flora, which is held between April 28th and May 3rd. Oh. And it celebrated spring and flowers and drinking. And it was first celebrated in 240 BC. And her first temple was erected in 238 BC. And later Christian writers claimed that Flora was like a courtesan who had the festival established as like a thanks for all the money she gave to the Mm. um, Roman people. I'm pretty sure. But there's like... No evidence for that. No. Um, <laughs> but it does kind of make sense that they would try that out. That like kind to of like get a, rid of yeah to like besmirch right. the name of all their fertility goddesses. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. she was kind of really a goddess of fertility and sexuality of both men yeah. and women. And yeah. during the Floralia, men wore flowers and women wore festive clothing. Um, mm-hmm. On the sixth day, they would hunt goats and rabbits, also kind of symbols of sexuality and um, springtime fertility. Yeah. And um, Ovid has some great passages to Floralia or the Floralia and to Flora in his Book of Days, um, mm-hmm. his kind of descriptions of the festivals and customs of Rome. Would you like to hear them? I would love to hear some. Okay. So he's kind of asking Flora about the Floralia. And he says, I was about to inquire why these shows, the Floralia, had greater lewdness and more permissive play. (laughs) But it came to me that this deity is no prig. The gifts of the goddess frame our pleasures, encircle their brows with plated crowns, burnished tables hide under rose showers, tipsy guests dance with linden wreaths in their hair. As wine coaxes indiscretion and skill, Tipsy lovers serenade a pretty girl's hard door, while delicate chains dress their scented hair. No business is conducted with garlanded brows, no one scarved with flowers drinks pure water. Indeed, the reason why a crowd of whores packs these shows is not difficult to find. She is neither one of the glum set nor a snob. She wants her rights open to the plebes and warns us to use life's beauty as it blooms. And why do multicolored dresses best suit her? Is it because ripe ears of corns blanch the harvest, but flowers have every feature and hue? Mm. She nodded and flowers spilled from her cascading hair, like roses scattered upon a table. Ooh, beautiful. So she's beautiful. She sounds amazing. Yeah, she's wonderful and welcoming, and she's the goddess of flowers, of colors. She's not the goddess of harvest or florists. But she is the goddess, goddess of kind of brightness and lights and spring and fruits and, um, and kind of um, like a bursting bounty of spring. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they're, yeah. That's a great namesake. And, you know, she's like mm-hmm. kind of bringing them into this new, this like, she's trying to, you know, chain, bring them out of this darkness that the, mm-hmm. the village is living in. Get them out of it's Xerxes's true. winter. It's true. She is, there's many, many passages that I Shouldn't quote right now, but they're all beautiful. Um, <laughs> Should we just read works and days? <laughs> we just read my work. And look it's going to take a while, but let's just get through them, okay? <laughs> but she likes honey, and I like honey. Yeah. She likes flowers. I like flowers. Violets, clover, thyme. 
Uh, she also is instrumental in the birth of Mars, which is oh. cool um, because Minerva was angry. Um, or not Minerva. Juno was angry that. To our friends Hera and Ares. Exactly. Okay. Hera was really angry that Zeus didn't need her to conceive Athena. Mm. So she, Hera went to Oceanus, mm. who Ovid implies is Flora's father. Oh. And she asked Flora for some help conceiving a son by herself. And so Flora gave her like a hint and gave her a special flower, I think, that after she touches the flower, then she is supposed to touch a barren cow. Mm. And then she would become a mother. And lo and behold, she gave birth to Mars. So there you go. And Mars was very happy with Flora for that. So she's our friend in many, many guises. And particularly as the namesake of Xena's friend, Flora. That's wonderful. I've never heard of her before. Thank you for sharing. Me neither. But you know, the Botticelli painting um, of Primavera and... You will recognize it immediately when you see it. Yeah. Like, just describe Um, it. (laughs) She's like a beautiful blonde lady with like kind of wavy blonde hair and Mm -hmm. has flowers all over her. And that's like one of the most famous depictions. We'll post it on Instagram. We'll post it on Instagram. You can see it. You can observe. It looks a lot like ancient Roman depictions as well. So she's cool. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Should we should we meet more of our our warrior Flora our Florier? We should we should meet meet more of our Florier. Um, okay, so cool. So she's not leaving without her wolf wolf pack. Yeah, she's this. in in that dungeon. She's, she's in it ready with them. To bear it out. Mm-hmm. And Zena's like, "Why won't you leave without this wolf pack? What's going on?" Yeah. Um, cut back to the village. Yeah. Gabby's yeah. walking around and she's making some bold fashion choices. I know. She's wearing what I always assumed like a kombucha scoby slash mother hat would look like. But, what? um, <laughs> you know, oh people make like clothing out of this. <laughs> I looked it up and it's actually like nothing what those look like, but that's always what I assumed they would look like. Oh my god, you're talking about the like the kombucha like mother like film thing, yes. right? Oh my yes, god. Yes, yes. And people like make kind of leather like it looks like leather actually. I always just assumed it looked like a weird, like low rolled woolen cap, but it actually looks exactly like leather. <laughs> oh my god. Those are definitely the vibes of this hat. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the vibe she's giving off. There's some kombucha in there somewhere. There's some mother kombucha mothers in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, and she has this like cool new braided leather wrap belt that she's wearing mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh my God. Some then, very bold, very bold fashion yeah, choices. She's like, no, Xena, that's fine. I'll just, you know, hang out with my fashion sense. <laughs> that's cool. I look um, cool. She looks really cool. So Gabby's like walking around the yeah. village. She sees a bunch of Xerxes' guards um, kind of eating at a picnic table outside. And then mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to get him. So she grabs a tomato from a vendor and she's about to throw it when her arm is grabbed by a street vendor, Salmonius. Salmonius. Hey, Salmonius. Our good friend. He's going to become our good friend. Yeah, he's a recurring character on Hercules. And so he shows up in Xena a lot, too. Mm-hmm. He's very fun. He's like kind of always out for to make a buck. Mm-hmm. Um 
he always like makes a lot of 90s jokes about like being people's manager yeah <laughs> he's yeah that captures him perfectly i can't add anything <laughs> like, that's it um so yeah he feels kind of like a disney trope sort of mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah but he has a good heart and um we care about him right but he's so- trying to sell her aggressively sell her some black wolf merchandise <laughs> well since we can't get through this episode <laughs> <laughs> we have some more facts get ready i'm so sorry <laughs> take out your pencils we're gonna, <laughs> gonna learn be, now. There's gonna be a test at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Salmonius from Greeks Legend. This is just a short one though. Don't worry, guys. Um, so Greeks Legends and Myths dot com. Um, so we learned about his brother Sisyphus a couple um, episodes back, and they were two kings. They hated each other. Um, kind of one of the big things about Salmonius is he refused uh, to have festivals or sacrifice anything in honor of the gods. Um, so he mm. was just like constantly making fun of them and thinking he was better than them. And he ordered his subjects to okay. call him Zeus and he would ride around in a chariot over a brass bridge that he'd built. And then he would oh. make kind of thunder sounds in the chariot by tying pots and pans and also dried animal skins and cauldrons and people would like throw <laughs> torches to make lightning so this was him like making fun of zeus he's oh. like i could be Uh-oh. zeus too and zeus was like so pissed <laughs> off he just like killed him with a thunderbolt <laughs> oops <laughs> and then he was sentenced to tartarus um with no like distinct punishment but um he like kind of shows up in a bunch of different like texts and um poem epic poems and things people and are like just don't do that. Yeah, just don't do that. Don't, yeah. So that's our buddy Salmonius. As fun <laughs> as it sounds, and it does sound fun. Yeah. Maybe we should don't try do it. it. Just once. Yeah. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> no hubris. Um, but yeah, so he's like, our Salmonius is trying to get Gabby to buy like black wolf merchandise mm-hmm. at yeah. incredible bargains. <laughs> <laughs> it's typical spiel yeah and gabby's like i don't have time for this he tries to sell her a wolf a black wolf pack leather bag yes and and then but she like winds up and uh hits hits one of the guards with the tomato and she's like bouncing on her toes as if she's gonna fight like all pumped up about it and then the guards think salmonius did it and they take him to the dungeon and they don't believe gabby failed again So now we're um we're in the dungeon and then um so oh, Kulos yeah. is lining up the prisoners mm-hmm. to get them to talk and he chooses Xena to make an example out of her. This part's amazing. Yeah. It's breathtaking. <laughs> um <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh do you want to start? Okay, so they bring Zena up to this little platform yeah. where they open up this, like, caged door in the ground. Yeah. And there's a pit full of skeletons. Yes. And he catches her off guard and throws her into the pit. Oh, my God. And, locks the, and he locks the door. And it starts and filling with what? water. It starts filling with oh water. No. And then Kulo says, don't worry, you'll make a comeback in the end. And Zena uh, is just, uh, like, pissed. Off. She doesn't like and this she, scenario. Like, no, and she like immediately, without even thinking, without panicking, she dives underwater, and all the <laughs> yeah. guards are like, "Where'd she go?" And she's just like laughing underwater. Oh my gosh, I know, and she, I love like, that. She pulls off one of the skeleton legs, and I feel like we should make a um, like 
a skeleton watch or something <laughs> like how we have the um like our cult watch oh yeah and our extra oscar skelly watch like, mm-hmm. yes would it be like skelly segment skelly Develli, no bones about it <laughs> well, i like no bones about it <laughs> no. hey now it's time for our no bones about it segment <laughs> i think it's That's funny. What we should um, yeah. So this would be the, yeah. So she, no bones about it, grabs this guy's leg <laughs> and, and like pulls off his leg bone. And then um, she, what does she do with it? Oh, yeah. So he's just like. Right. She wrestles a yeah, bone the away from staff. one of the skellies. <laughs> She's proud and, and capable of anything. So she smiles <laughs> underwater. She can't stop herself. She can't stop. And so then the guards are just like stabbing the water. <laughs> yeah. They're like, can't stand her long. One, <laughs> one <laughs> stabbing the water. One asks, find her? <laughs> stabbing the water. Um, so another guy, she like, okay, so the guy stabs the sword down. She mm-hmm. grabs the sword with both hands and shoves it back at him so he hits yeah. himself in the face and he flies backwards. Oh my God. And then she ululates yes. underwater <laughs> and leaps out and then pulls the sword up to Kulos' neck. This was like, yes. this, is, this is why we're here, folks. This is, this is the way <laughs> that we get to see the triumph of Xena. This is... This is why we're here. Oh my god. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And then um She pops up like a balloon that you push to the bottom of the pool. It's with that speed (laughs) that she pops out of the pool. Like it feels like she's like a suit like an extra superhero in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's yeah. Well that's why she could have made it out of that air vent. It's like she apparently I mean, I've jumped from the bottom of the pool and I feel pretty powerful doing it, but (laughs) I've never made my feet up. No, I've never opened my eyes underwater and ululated <laughs> and jumped to like possibly murder or someone. Or hit someone in the face with their own sword. It was just <laughs> no, above so and beyond. Good. So she's out of the water, drenched, like she's mm-hmm. like, soaked to the bone, super pissed. Um, but then all the other guards kind of pull their swords on her and she's like, well, I can't kill anyone anyway because I got to keep up this ruse. So Kulos kind of says, like, he sort of gives up the attack and says, I want the black wolf. And mm-hmm. he leaves them all. Yeah. And then, and then Salmonius is, is being brought in just at that moment. Yeah. And then he like falls at her feet and has this like yeah. hilarious look of amusement. Or Zena's like looking at him like super amused. She just, I love that mm-hmm. she finds him so amusing. I would think she'd have no time for him, but she like, I don't know, likes him. I guess his heart's in the right place. His heart is in the right place. Um, so then she's kind of like, hey, I got a job for you. And he's like, right. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, great. Sure. So Zena goes up to the wolf pack to tell them her plan. Right. Diomedes scoffs and he's like, it's never going to work. And she's like, it'll work if you, like, but your tunnel won't. Right. And they're she's like, already what figured tunnel? It out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, you have a big bullseye basically on your tunnel for me. Yeah. But she's like, hide your dirt better and your boulders worn. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, Diomedes totally doesn't trust her. And Xena, like, tells him her plan. But, like, we, as an audience member, we don't hear the mm-hmm. plan. Right. But he's going to get, like, I mean, he's going to get everyone's belts. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, sorry. Hold on, my That's cat funny. is sitting on my lap and he's being really silly. <laughs> Hi, Toulouse. How are he you? He just like, 
twirled his little feet into my headphones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in here? I know. Okay. So, yes. Right. So Xena sends Salmonius to, like, mm-hmm. go around and get everybody's belt. And the, like, big dude who hit on Xena before, like, it's all mad. And yeah. Salmonius is like, oh, no, but the belt ruins the line of the ensemble. And yeah. I thought that was also it's such a good. 90s line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. They're great. Um, they're really funny. So then, um, okay, Xena asked yeah. Diomedes to help um, the other prisoners so she can talk to Flora. Mm-hmm. And then um, Flora's, like, tying cloth together to make a giant net, it looks like. And I, oh. I really love these, like, quiet moments where Xena's, like, getting a village together to build some kind of giant trick or something. Mm-hmm. This happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Yeah. They're, um, they're just working together. Zena, they're working together. Um, Zena kind of chides her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's like chiding Flora for her knots, like not being tight enough. And Flora's like, "I'm not a little girl." <laughs> <laughs> she says it in a really good New Zealand accent. <gasps> and then um, Zena's like, "Why are you even doing this? Why are you fighting a tyrant?" And then Flora says, "Did you write this down?" Uh, is it an inspirational quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Times change people, and people change the times. And it's an actual Xena quote. I like. Yeah. I thought that I was like this has to be something else, but I was like, oh no, this is it's really good. Only from this episode, mm-hmm. it was really nice. Um. So again, that's the times change people, and people change, change the, times. the times. <laughs> Write it down. This will be on the test. <laughs> <laughs> we learn. Any it's questions? like a heart to heart between them. Flora is the closest thing Xena ever had to a sister. Mm-hmm. But I guess Xena was a bit of a bullying big sister. At least that's how it seems at this part of the episode. It does, um, but we like, kind of understand oh, why like, she was doing it. Because Flora's a loser? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was younger. She's a little sister. You got to be mean yeah, to her. Right. Um, and also we learn like, f- more about it later. But she would like yeah. climb a tree and then like offer Flora her hand. And then Flora would reach out to take it. And Zena would, would say, you got to have faith. You got to. And then she'd pull her hand away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh, that's some good yeah, teacher. That's a yeah, teacher totally that. a sibling thing to do. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And then we also learn that Flora really admires Zena's ability to read people, mm-hmm. which I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, me too. Yeah, we share that. I really that. admire that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have this great sister moment and we're just like really really happy that they're together mm-hmm. um so the prisoners are all making nets like kind of except for this like, dude with this rock who is just wandering around trying to get people to look at his rock just talking about the rock all day long yeah he's really silly he's mm-hmm. muttering um, um salmonius, so salmonius is trying to like monetize the situation starting a mm-hmm. who is the black wolf pool um trying to make a little yeah. money and yeah, and he's yelling about um, being the Black Wolf's manager because oh, he yeah. wants to promote his image. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this? Nineteen ninety six. Ninety six, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much, very, mm-hmm. very typical. Yeah. And and now I write. Where's Gabby? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gotten so used yeah, to her. <laughs> I know. Where where is she? We've gotten to that point in the season. Yeah. Starting, so then, um, starting to get used to Gabby. Starting to get used to So it's okay? So, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he was being so quiet. Now he's just ripping up our things. Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, they got in the belts together. We find out everyone thinks Diomedes is the leader. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I mean, he's a front runner. So yeah. yeah. Xena and Diomedes start enacting the plan. Mm-hmm. And then so they like start throwing the ropes into the rafters. Right. And then we cut to the guards coming down the stairs with food. And then the prisoners are all gone. <gasps> and then the door to the tunnel is open. Yeah. So then all of the soldiers. This is like such a good plan. I was it not is expecting a really it great all. plan. I also then, would like to mention that the guards are playing Rochambeau before <laughs> they get hustled into giving the prisoners some food. Just for fun. Yeah, they're just playing they're Rochambeau. Like, they don't have nothing else to do. They're so, like, yeah, they're just all bored. <laughs> trying to pick fights with people. It's funny. So then they, they run down, um, and then all the, so they're like, most of the guards are in the tunnel. The prisoners jump down from the rafters. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, big fight. So they're all like fighting. They're howling. Yeah. They're beating up the guards. Um, and right. then, so they beat them all up. And Xena's like, this was way too easy. Right. This is not the time to celebrate. They all mm-hmm. run outside. And then mm-hmm. right when they get outside, it's the security guy who I forget his name. Kulos. Kulos says, <laughs> what took you so long? I've been waiting for you. <gasps> I hate him I know. so much. He's so mean. But he also, like, so isn't stupid. very good at his job. Oh, yeah. Kulos. No, he's terrible. Kulos. <laughs> Kulos. <laughs> so then he takes her to Xerxes, and they go to Xerxes' yeah. office. And then, mm-hmm. oh, he's now he's doing, like, chain fight training. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, it's, it's a, oh, my gosh. What does we call so it? So typical. Cha- hmm. A place of chains. <laughs> a place of chains. <laughs> <laughs> this is an um, entire place of chains. Yeah, and I, I've even written it. seems I wrote seems to be big in this region. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about chains. It's all about chains. Um, so and like Xerxes is a pretty good fighter. Um, and Kulos is explaining how Xena betrayed them. Mm-hmm. Xena's like, um, I was just about I to was be about one to become of them. one of them. Yeah. And she's like, you ruined this. And then Kulos is like, she should have told me her plan. And Xena's like, you already have a secret mole on the inside. Who is it? And then he's, she's like, Xerxes, send me back in. Which is pretty, it's a good line. Yeah. And Xerxes is like, cool. So if they want to kill you, great. And if they don't, you can have Kulos's job. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really like that. And I really like when they get back in the prison. <laughs> a guard <laughs> who takes his job so seriously. This may be my... Uh, extra award is that for you too? I, I i had the same award yes <laughs> he takes his job so seriously he gives a warning he says xerxes commands that you all give up the black wolf by the time the sun hits this staff or you yeah, dude. all die <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the same guy who's like he's the main soldier, I think, in all of his issues. He's he's been really good. I, I'm really proud I, of him. Doing, he's really standing out. I'll give him that, and I'm yeah. going to yeah. also give him the extra award for this episode. I, the, ex, the extra, extra Oscar. Oscar, yes, extra Oscar. The Oscar for extras being extra. <gasps> That's right. The extra, extra Oscar. Extra, 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 extra Oscar. The the extra Oscars. That's right. Extra. That's good. Extra Oscar. Yes. It's so great. It's great. Oh, yeah. Um, so then the so the soldiers leave, guards leave. Right. Um, this the tough, bald prisoner kind of pulls a whimpering Salmonius out of the latrine mm-hmm. and wants to beat him up because he's Zena's because Zena's a traitor. 
And then Xena just ends up being down there and, like, elbows the guy and knocks yeah. him unconscious, which is also a good theme. Thank goodness Xena's there. I know. Thank God she's there. And then she gives a speech about uh, not being the betrayer. And Diomedes is like, you tried to break our spirits. And he wants to fight her. And Xena's like, you don't want to fight me. But then they fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he this I love this part. He picks up a boulder <laughs> and she runs up him. Kicks the boulder out of his hands, lands, and then catches the boulder above her own head. And then when he's on the ground, she like could kill him. And she says, two people in this dungeon that know are no, I'm telling the truth. One is me and one is the traitor. Uh, it was pretty good. And Flora's like, she could have killed you, but she didn't. And Diomedes mm-hmm. trusts her. And that's that. <laughs> I wrote, Diomedes <laughs> is lame. He has long flowy hair. <laughs> I like that like afterthought description of like all I can do is look at him. I can't think about the plot. <laughs> um, so Gabrielle's outside the prison mm-hmm. in her hat, tasting a pie. She's just like holding a pie and eating it. <laughs> Here's what I wrote. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gabby gets herself arrested on purpose. She's a little clingy, still wearing that hat. It sits on her. <laughs> it sits on her. <laughs> Like a <laughs> like a bean bag. <laughs> I it don't is, know why I find that bag so it's just funny like, this time. <laughs> <laughs> She's just wearing this little bean bag on her head. I think Hang I'm out. imagining this. So the silly. feeling of having a bean bag on my head. The Ugh, smell of for, them. For days, seemingly. <laughs> So our, our our friend, our fashionista, fashion forward yes. friend, throws a pie in the guard's face okay, yes. and then gets thrown okay. in jail. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. And then she's just like walking around asking if Xena's there. And Xena says, what in the God's names are you doing here? And she's like, oh, oh. why is she well, there really? Oh, my God. She brought the chakram. That's what the hat is for. <laughs> my god i was like oh she brought the sword good job gabby that was kind of you and i figure old-timey jails the entry procedures were not that thorough no yeah they definitely didn't mm-hmm. pat anybody down yeah i was like oh, i remember I, I remember watching it like the first time years ago and being like oh thank god and then in this episode i was like oh i know she's wearing this hat for a reason i just know it there's gotta <gasps> there's be a reason for this hat reason. and then <laughs> Why? I was like, oh, thank why? God. She was oh, concealing a weapon. Why would she wear this hat if it was not for some kind of reason? No, oh my God. It was so funny. And then she's wearing the whip as her belt. Mm-hmm. And then it's great. And Salmonius recognizes her. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're the reason I got thrown in jail. Yeah. And he says to Zena, she's your friend? You have a friend? <laughs> Silly. And I'm like, yeah, her mm-hmm. she loves. It's she fine. Calm down. Deep, deep compassion. Oh, and then there's like the like tagline of the episode, which I found really annoying, but it's I'm sure people uh, tagged onto it. Mm-hmm. Was um Gabby says, mm-hmm. You wouldn't be here if you hadn't kept your hands off my tomatoes. Or if you did uh... I butchered that because I really hated the line <laughs> so much. I just like hate when people call boobs tomatoes. <laughs> like really I have only rarely heard it and that's <laughs> an image that i'm just now contemplating <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they were talking about i just thought they were talking about tomatoes 
Well, that's why there was like a literal right. womp womp. Yeah, I and guess then, that makes yeah. sense. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> Gabby's talking. Keep it moving. <laughs> She's doing a really good job this episode. She's doing a great job. Um, so Salmonius catches Gabby uh, up on what's going on while Zena goes to talk to Flora. Mm-hmm. And Flora realizes that um, Zena taught her to have faith in that's herself. Right. That's what that meant. That's what's going when on. When she said have faith, yes. she meant have faith in yourself to climb up the tree. Otherwise, you spend the rest of your life waiting for other people to offer their hand to you. Which is which a is a really, really good, good message. Lesson. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a yeah. great episode. And Zena's like, you and Diomedes really love each mm-hmm. other. And then I'd do anything for I'd him. I'd do anything for him and the black wolf. Mm-hmm. And then so Zena like knows who the black wolf is. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't say it, but we know. We know we she knows, she it. knows it's Flora. Yeah. So then Gabby and Salmonius are going over this plan, which is to gather everyone's t-shirts, wet them, then use a- the shirts as breathing bladders <laughs> to escape underwater. <laughs> Which seemed like a choice. It's a a plan. Yeah. So as they're talking, Mm -hmm. the rock dude is kind of hanging out and petting the rock behind behind them. And I feel like rock dude is in the nomination for the extra Oscar. It's true. It's true. He's very notable in the episode. Yeah. But I feel like he's a character with an actual name. So he doesn't quite. Maybe he doesn't count. I think. I, I voted I also the guard still. Felt it was a standout job the guard did, so I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I will also vote for that. It's fine. So the rock man heads to the gates to give the guards information. Oh my god. And Xena grabs him. And she says, sometimes the best place to hide is out in the open, eh? And she grabs the rock, opens it, and <gasps> it's a secret box. Oh my god. And he had a note in it telling them the plan. So good. I was, like, totally not expecting that. I wasn't all. either. And, yeah. you know, I feel like the breathing bladder thing was a just mm-hmm. a ruse to see who would who test whether that guy was a spy or not. Oh, completely, which I, I love I that it. plan. And I did not I expect so the rock to open and have a message in it. No. Me neither. So um, they got him. And then he was just He's like, out of there. He was great. He's like, I'm coming out. It was really good. <laughs> Guards. You know, it's me. And Zena's, <laughs> and Zena's super pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Kulos comes down to find the wolf. And then all the villagers have like gathered around. And he's like, you're all saviors of the little guys. I've been threatening the wrong people. And then the guard sees Salmonius. Oh my God. And they're going to toss him no. in the pit. The old guy. And Salmonius yells, I'm the black wolf. Yeah, like sees the old guy. I noticed um, that they, And then he starts howling. None of the other, none of the black wolves join in like they did the first time <laughs> yeah. someone said, I'm a black wolf. They're like, well, I guess taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If that's, he's got it. I guess, why not? Then we can yeah. all go. <laughs> Yeah. Right. But somebody is almost um, drowned. And everyone, he did almost drown. Yeah. He was in that pit when he doesn't have he that uyulating. Uyulate all on his power own. to jump out. <laughs> no. <gasps> so everyone's like very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. very tense. Zena asks Flora if she has faith. Yes, she does. And then she does. Um, Zena turns Flora in. What's the What's the scheme? Yes. And then now everyone's like, right. No, it's me. I'm the wolf. No, care. it's me. Mm-hmm. So now everybody does. Yeah. But Flora actually That's is right. The wolf. That d- did you guys get that? <laughs> did you catch it? 
You guys get that. <laughs> She's the black wolf. Um, and then so the guards take her away. Mm-hmm. So we're in Xerxes' office. Yeah. He's very happy with Xena. Um, just in time for the for the feast. And Xena's like, so you're going to execute her in the square? And uh, yeah, she Xena's going to stick around for the execution. And Xerxes Allegedly. like, yeah, he's like, I want you to be my date. I want you to take over as like, you know, head of security, um, you know, the offer stands. And she's like, okay, like as if Xena, oh my gosh. warrior princess, is oh going to take him up on, on that Maybe job she offer. wants to settle down. Maybe she wants <laughs> to just have a quiet life now. She's had a lot of traveling. She just wants to just oh my God. be a head of security. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, just play... Yeah, just no, they're not just play Rochambeau with a bunch of like lackeys. As if she doesn't have a lifetime of penance that she feels she needs to do for her. Mm -hmm. She's got big responsibilities that she embraces. Um, Yeah. Okay, so we're back in the dungeon. The prisoners are all like lined Mm -hmm. up and chained by the hands. And Diomede is just like hating Xena. And Gabby's like, you got to have faith. Mm -hmm. Xena's got a plan. And then the guards bring everyone up to the town square and they line up. And Ooh, Gall- Gabby's still wearing that hat. That's right. But we know something about that hat now. <laughs> now it's a welcome <gasps> sight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go Salmonius, ahead. Salmonius asks something. There's some kind of like. He's, he's like, what do I know about fighting? I'm a traveling salesman. And Gabby says, see the swords? Yeah. Stay away from the pointy ends. Which I feel like is <laughs> also is. a 90s thing to say. <laughs> um. And then Xerxes gives this, like, really awful speech about um, restoring oh, yeah. order and ending mm-hmm. rebellious acts of terror, right. which I found, like, really totally triggering and offensive. <laughs> we don't like him. Yeah. Nope. And then it's ex- execution time. So then the executioner... We learn that there's, like, some kind of plan with the chain because, like... Yeah. Showing all the other prisoners, like, shaking her chains and getting them to hold it. <laughs> and there's, like, 30 prisoners yeah, and they're all, like, chained up, like, mm-hmm. around this square to watch the beheading is horrifying yeah. and then flora is brought out by the executioner and she's wearing such a great outfit oh my gosh it's I this know. like black cloak with the it was so i was she like you look so great really flora. great yeah it was like a black like corset with harem pants mm-hmm. and she was just like she looked fantastic yeah. and so they put her on the chopping block mm-hmm. and what she's happens super brave <laughs> she's so she, brave like, she has faith doesn't man. even flinch um so the guy no. raises the axe and Gabby throws the chakram to Zena, who uses it to chop the executioner's axe in two and then cut the chain of the prisoners. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like ricocheting. So, yeah, it, like, goes to the right. axe. And then it goes through, like, 30 <laughs> prisoner chains. You know, it's, like, I mean, at least, like, 30 seconds of us, like, God. watching the chakram. Like, <laughs> thank God we're relying on Zena for this particular operation because no one else could have calculated just, the angles. Like, she can. No one else could have mm-hmm. done this. No, and then it finally, like, ends up in a stone wall, like, sliced halfway through marble. (laughs) (laughs) She gets it going so fast. She's crazy. Mm -hmm. So then Xena swings on a rope and knocks out the executioner, frees Flora, Mm -hmm. gives her a sword. Everyone's fighting. Um, Xena first Xerxes. Xena kicks him, and he flies backwards and falls on the hilt of the executioner's axe, which is a poetic death, I think. And Mm -hmm. then um, Kulos versus Xena. And he says, this time, no holding back. And so she just kicks him so hard, he slides through the dungeon window, which was very satisfying. And Salmonius is, like, sneaking around on the ground. And then Yay! they win. Woo! And everyone cheers. There's an extra with fabulous male pattern balding 
and long blonde <laughs> hair that wanders through. I didn't see it's that. Very check it out. Uh, distinctive looking, and it's a wonderful addition to, check it out. to the episode. so it's all over um xena diomedes and flora are like walking through town taking a look at everything Mm -hmm. they have some people in the government so it's going to be easy to turn argos around they thank xena and then they ask her how she figured out that flora was the black wolf she's like everyone kept looking at you for confirmation we're like oh my god you can read people so well xena i know and then um, Salmonius comes up, and he has, like, big ideas for a series of scrolls called the Black right. Wolf Chronicles. Jokes about drawing up mm-hmm. paperwork. I assume Gabby's going to write the uh, Yeah, the I think Chronicles. she'd have to. Because they've been talking. Oh, yeah, they've been talking. Um, <laughs> so Flora's mom comes up. She's so proud of her. And, like, Xena's happy. Mm-hmm. They reunited. Yeah, they hug. Xena smiles. And yeah. the episode is over. Um, it was a very interesting ending. I feel like the message of the episode is, like, trust in yourself and Xena. And um, made me kind of more interested in Xena's timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one more thing of research. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, tell me, before we go to the last research component, uh, what, what about oh. Xena's timeline? Here's, here's my questions for the ending. Okay. I have like a couple questions for the ending. What's happening? I don't need, we don't need to answer them yeah. right now. We could answer them later. We could answer them now. We could, just <laughs> we could do more research. Um, <laughs> could do a little research into it. We could talk about research that we want to do. Um, <laughs> but this ending, I was kind of like, usually there's like a little wrap up with Xena and Gabby yeah. that tells us like what their story is and what Xena's thinking and. Was this like an important moment for Zena? Mm-hmm. Is she thinking about her relationship with her mom or her old life? She's just happy to see yeah. her friend. Something reflective. Right. Yeah. We I usually have a reflection, but this time it's just a reflective glance. It's an interesting change. It, this is, uh, like I said, the editing in this one is like a little different. Yeah. It's a different, different style. But yeah. I did appreciate it. And the messaging. Too. I appreciated it too. And mm-hmm. the one-liners were just, they, they were, were oh yeah, on perfect. point. They were, and the uh, inspirational mwah. quotes we loved. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. A lot um, of messages. So what, what is the last, the other, well, I won't say last, but what's the other research? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say last. Um, <laughs> so I did research on the Feast of Zeus, which is like oh, the yeah, event yeah, yeah. that they're doing this for. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, okay. So... My research is from Wikipedia, and I like so I just Googled Feast of Zeus, thinking like, oh, there's going to be like a bunch of weird stuff. I'm going to have to sift through whatever. But in this particular place where I'll be discussing was called the Lycaea, um, which was a festival and secret ritual on the slopes of Mount Lycaon, um, which isn't really close to Argos, but it is also on the Peloponnese. So it's like in that you know area of Greece, which would have been kind of travelable from where we were okay that makes sense yeah okay it's within the range <laughs> within the range within the travel, within the travel range. range um okay. so during this festival there was a rite of passage with threats of cannibalism and possibility oh. of werewolf transformation what yes so zeus? i know zeus so this was an annual festival starting in may so it's also kind of the same time as the like flora festival so it's like spring we're transforming we're coming out of we're shedding our old skins um mm-hmm. so and then like all the young men would kind of would go um do this festival on the mountain and uh, so here on this mountain, um, Zeus's epithet is the Lycaos, which means wolf Zeus. And the foundation myth of the town, are you familiar with the Lycaon? 
at all from Ovid's Metamorphosis. Mm, not really. So um, like lycanthrope, werewolf, wolves. Yes. So it's all kind of in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lycaon was a guy who really just all these guys are just testing Zeus. You know, nobody believes that Zeus is like the most omnipotent um like worthy of being such a leader so he has this big feast in honor of Zeus and he kills his own son and then cuts him up and puts him in the dinner so he's like well if Zeus is really Zeus then so great he'll like know that I put human flesh in here so he then you know whatever (laughs) you know because it's like a total sin or whatever to eat people which is you know fair right Um, don't probably not good to kill your son and make other people yeah it's not good and so zeus was like super pissed off at that and thunderbolts him and turns him into a wolf oh and um so it was this really like awful deed but also this lycaon was also kind of a hero so there's like really seems like there has to be something more ancient like pre-classical greek to this like wolf myth yeah so the ritual Um, It's a nocturnal ritual. There's human sacrifice. There's cannibalism. Plato said that one clan gathered every nine years and um, in their like festival feast, a single morsel of human entrails would be intermingled with the animals. So whoever ate the flesh would become a wolf and regain human form if he didn't eat human flesh for nine years. So it's like one child out of like, they're like, think of like 13 year old boys, like on the mountainside, like chanting Uh and you know dancing around a fire and like eating these feasts and like who no one knows who's got the morsel of human flesh in there and then all of a sudden someone starts changing and horrifying it's terrifying yeah so um many of the sacrifice sites were actually like found there on the mountain um and there's like an ancient ash heap but they didn't find any actual human remains there um oh really yeah and then one of the um surprising the site where they found the ancient ash heap is said that no shadows were ever cast there Mm. and um yeah in the excavation there's no human remains found um so it like clearly predates zeus worship by uh like at least a thousand years so Mm. people must have just like worshiped these old gods and like the wolf of the mountain and then that was just so like similar enough to zeus that they just like tied it Mm. in with the epithet Mm-hmm. And then they probably just like the more modern Greeks were like, oh, this religion's barbaric. They probably ate people, you know, when they like didn't do that at all. Right. But yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh, that's And also like wolves. And, um, right. It's just a wolf party. And then. Yeah. These are just the black wolves. I know. I thought it was cool. So do you have a favorite Gabby moment? Oh, my God. Ooh. Um, it's probably when that hat turned out to have the shocker in it because I was nervous about the hat and then I felt relieved. <laughs> it was just this like pit of anxiety the whole time. My favorite was that she, I think in the beginning that she's just like wandering around and like meeting Xena later. He's <laughs> like, look, we have independent lives, okay? We don't have to be together all the, all the time. I love that. And I also really loved how dedicated she was to wearing that hat. Mm-hmm. She made it look like it was a choice. She really did. I did not think the chakram was in there. (laughs) I just thought that was her new thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) I think that's it for this episode. That's the whole thing. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, we... Yeah, you can follow us on Facebook. You can friend us Mm -hmm. um, in a time of ancient gods, the Xena podcast. You can follow us Mm -hmm. on Instagram at 
Iadawag underscore the Xena podcast. That's I-A-T-O-A-G mm-hmm. underscore the Xena podcast. And, you know, you can email us at chattyfood at gmail.com. That's right. Tell us about your favorite chatty food <laughs> Tell us about your favorite Greek myths that tie into Xena, the warrior princess. Yeah, we want to hear everything. Mm-hmm. All right. We love your reviews. We love everything. Yeah. We love Xena and Sergio. <laughs> we hope. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be on episode 11. <laughs> like hour. Like four. 270. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time. All right. Oh, my God. That was wild.